Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University Beers with the Brewers Well, welcome everybody to this week's episode Thursday, February 25th episode of Beers with the Brewers at Land Grant and this week, Little Fish I'm Mark Richards Also on the podcast this week we have Walt DeKeys Hey, how's it going? Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. And very special guest, Sean White. What is up? Oh, man. Uh, just glad to be taking a little break from, uh, you know, actual work and drinking a couple beers with you guys and finally trying the collab. Oh, yeah. And that collaboration he's talking about is Field to Fjord Nordic Pilsner. Bullet points on that. Crisp Ohio Corny and Pilsner. Corny makes me seem more like Justin should be on this week. Am I wrong? Well, we'd still yeah. be here at like 5, 6 o'clock. <laughs> corny so. has got his uh, expertise. I don't know. That joke was pretty corny, Mark. Um, yeah, I know. You might have it covered. <laughs> well, he can always get back at me tomorrow. So, I've got mine cracked. What about you guys? I was yeah, waiting for you. Gone. Sounds like we're ready. Okay. Yeah, open up. Well, I think we're going to find it's a different kind of corny. <laughs> mm. That's very good. I think it's turned out great. Really refreshing. Yeah, just uh, crushy kind of you know, blonde Pilsner adjacent weird Ohio Michigan thing we made here. I dig it. <laughs> and the brew day was really watch. fun too, guys. Yeah. We put this one off for a while. <laughs> Almost exactly a year, <laughs> right? I mean, was- yeah. Oh man, I'll never forget those time. You know that that, that first round of announcements, like from Dewine, about you know all the bars and restaurants closing, and like that was right when we were planning on on making this thing. And uh, yeah, I remember sitting in a meeting, and it was like, all right, well, we got to do all this with the tap room, and then we're looking at the schedule for like the next week, and we're like, oh shit, we've got the the little fish thing scheduled for like next week. Should we still do that? Can we still do that? Should we still do that? And then, yeah, it was like one of the first, like, uh, at least like production things to get sort of interrupted. Oh, yeah. It was like all of the sudden it was like, can we sell all this beer we're planning on making for like for everyone, you know? (laughs) Some of which had already been brewed, right? Yeah. 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 We've dumped a few kegs over the last year. (laughs) Not a lot. Not a lot. But, you know. A couple of things started to get that not so fresh feeling, and um, we we let them go. It's sort of unavoidable this year. I mean, I'd be shocked if there was a brewery out there that that didn't have to dump anything. Totally. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst things have happened, I guess. When we did the original planning session for this, that we were kicking around ideas for you know hazy pale ales and stuff like that, and. Sean said, can't we just do a Pilsner? And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know I had wanted to, based off my first trip down to Asheville and uh, going to Burial, they had 
uh, one of their rustic Pilsner series that they had done with Arizona Wilderness where they used heritage corn. And I'd always wanted to do something like that. And the fact that you guys had just done a corny Pils, it just seemed like a no-brainer. Well, let's see. What had we done at the time? Was it uh, was it Tough Track, which was sort of our... Um, it's sort of like our American light lager, but it was uh, brewed with all Ohio ingredients. Yeah. So that did have some corn in it. And it wasn't uh, a Pilsner per se, but it was definitely like the, you know, just sort of like light, neutral, crushable lager. And uh, yeah, I'd like to brew that again. We just kind of need to get like production numbers back up. Like it hasn't been like on the front burner. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously I love beers like that and they become. I'm not saying like everyone has to be like local, but like they have more interesting things to me when you start to use um, local agricultural ingredients. Speaking sure. of which, yeah, this had uh, what Ohio Pills malt, and I think we ended up doing 20, 25% of malted blue corn, also from house malts. And yes, much to my delight, this beer still does retain just a blush of that blue color. Yeah, it's a really brew day with that. You know, it was purple in the sight glass, but yeah, it's kind of cool that a little bit of that stuck around. Yeah, it's not like it's blue, but there's there's a undeniable pink or purplish hue to a pale, you know, sort of pilsner colored beer. Mm-hmm. It's definitely um, can't miss that. I don't. I mean, I don't think you can. Uh, it's not something you can taste, but uh, no. there's some. Uh, corn character but i mean it's not like you can like tell the difference between this and like a yellow corn or something uh, at least i can't no i know it's it's in character pretty similar to the red butcher that we used in the uh, warped wing collaboration that we did um pretty similar to that nice i guess getting to the name of it you guys decided on field the fjord because it's um i mean it's, it being a nordic pilsner i mean it's it's not really a lager you guys brewed it, or we brewed it, with uh, a certain kvike yeast? Oslo. Okay. Is yeah. that, that's the one that's known for being, being extremely yeah. lager-like, pretty, right? Right. Pretty clean at 95 degrees, which is bonkers, but... Um, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that is, and, that, and that's definitely where that, yeah, the Oslo yeast inspired the Nordic Pilsner kind of name, and then with the name Field Fjord, I, I, I was just thinking of, you know, with, with the sort of... Uh, focus on the, the, the local and the, or at least, you know, regional ingredients sort of inspiring the beer and then having this sort of Scandinavian twist. Yeah. I thought the name field to fjord kind of came together and then, and then the label came out of that with the sort of Ohio grain field leading into the you know, Norwegian fjord. I mean, the beer tastes great, but I'm, I'm really pleased with how the, the, the can and the label came together as well. It's a really nice label. Um, I'm not just like saying that. <laughs> we were all we were all like remarking on it at the brewery. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Is this your work, Walt? Yeah, but I did this one. Most of our labels kind of follow the same at least structure. You know, in terms of where the logo is and where the description is and where the, the artwork sort of lives. And I don't know with the with the collaborations because they're sort of generally beers that are kind of stepping outside of what we would normally do. I look at them as an opportunity to kind of do something outside of what I would normally do. And then it's a, it's different than what we would normally do or what just a solo land grant beer might look like. And I don't know. It was a lot of fun to put together. I think it turned out sharp. 
Plus, it's really fun to say fjord. It's fjord, just a fun yeah. word to say. Fjord. So what else have you guys got um, going on in the brewery these days? Any other exciting projects cooking? Well, I mean, it's it's all kinds of fun stuff. I mean, I think with the whole challenge of 2020, we did, I think, 118 beers last year in package, different styles. And I think we're on a quicker pace than that so far this year. So it's... <laughs> It's, uh, right, because you've got the, what, it's a smaller, what is it, like a three-barrel or something system as well? Four-barrel. The pilot? Four-barrel? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, like, a decent amount of those are, I would imagine, done off of that? Yeah. yeah. Th- I, I think 37 of those were, like, what we call experimental beers, which are just sort of test batches or where we're trying stuff out. And stuff that normally probably would have just been on tap at the tap room, you know, in kegs. We can't. We couldn't really do that, so put everything in packages here. But yeah, quite a few of those were yeah. small pilot badges. Yeah, I remember kind of seeing like. I mean, that's definitely a format that other breweries have been going to too. I've seen mm-hmm. kind of similar efforts from like Wolf's Ridge and Seventh Sun um, mm-hmm. packaging their their smaller run stuff, um, which is cool to see. You know, I think people are. It sounds like people are still buying it up. Um, I forgot one thing that I was going to mention about this beer that I'm real excited about, and that is that you guys shipped us down some um, some uncarbonated kegs of beer that was fermented, so it was uh, primary fermented, um, and we just uh, had happened to uh, get some specialty barrels in. We got some um, watershed bourbon barrel gin barrels so there that's uh it's like their four their four peel gin aged in their bourbon barrels and um i i really have a like a strong love of um sour beer aged in gin barrels uh like blonde sour beer aged in gin barrels um so we had uh, like uh like six of these barrels coming down to um little fish without exact plans for them and um we uh we ended up filling two of them with um this this wort and or this fermented beer but it was flat um brewed at land grant and then um will be soured uh with our like house mixed cultures of little fish so nice. i'm like already really excited to drink it it's not going to be ready for a long time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome yeah that's cool i actually had a uh, gym barrel aged probably some between an ode brewing and flanders red uh, from burial last weekend with like grapefruit in it too. Pretty yeah. good. Jen touched that up just right. I know the burial folks fairly well. Um, Tim Gormley is like very, very into um, Amaro or Amari, uh, like yeah. herbal bitter cocktails. And so um, your description of that makes me think that <laughs> Tim Tim had uh, some, some uh, creative <laughs> direction in that beer. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was amazing. Make awesome stuff. Oh yeah, we got this thing on here, Sean, and I think it's almost pointless this week. But basically, what we want to know is how crushable is this beer? And it goes something <laughs> like, "How crushable is it?" Quarantine edition. <laughs> and uh, I don't even think it's worth mentioning on this. This is a no-brainer <laughs> six for me. I don't even think anybody's <laughs> going to contest it. Yeah, is it out of ten or what? Oh, no way, man! It's highly oh. scientific uh, crushability index is basically yeah. like if you had a six pack of this beer and 
obviously drinking uh, responsibly, how many... Which we all do there? all the time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you, never, could never, you ever. crush in a, in a <laughs> session, obviously, Ubering home or getting home slavefully or doing it in the comfort of your own home? Yeah. And so, so it's basically it's a one to six crushability rating. Yeah, it's easy math. Yeah. Six cans, six beers to crush. Where are you at? With your like imperial stouts being at like a one. Sure. Uh, uh, well, this is like. Uh, light, yeah. I immediately thought of like this is this is like a kickball beer, right? Like a <laughs> like a really nice like <laughs> lazy lazy day outside social event or whatever it is, you know, kickball bocce. But uh, kickball popped in my mind. I, it's, it's finally like getting nice outside here right like it's sunny for the first time and mm-hmm. how long i mean it was basically just like a week straight of ice storms um uh, so i'd go i'd go easily i'd go i'd easily go six but i'm gonna say five just because i know that i like to change it up as i know a lot of many brewers do so it has actually yeah. less to do with the beer and um and more to do with just um short attention span <laughs> That seems reasonable. What about you, Dan? Uh, yeah, I'm right there with five. But again, as you know, I'm very impressionable when it comes to the crushability index. Oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll just follow along with whatever. He could have said two, and I probably would have just shook my head yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, peer pressure involved. <laughs> really. It it does have um, the, the more you drink this, the more that, that earthy corn does sort of pop up on the back of your throat. So I could see mixing it up uh, with something, um, maybe some sunfish. Uh, Ooh, uh, good call. Cleanse your palate. Oh, sweet. There's a little break in between. I love that beer, by the way. I want to drink buckets of that, but um, yeah. Thanks. Did you, uh, did you guys bring any to the show today, or did you guys already uh, slam all that? Oh, no. Those were polished a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that one was, uh, so Sunfish is like, we've done three iterations of that so far. Um, it, um, is, uh, somewhere along the lines of, a mixed culture saison with honey, um, barrel aged and, uh, a, a large percentage of Ohio grown ingredients, but not entirely. Um, and it's, it's undergone some evolution. It's like com- becoming more of like, a blend of blondes and like um, honey saisons that are then like reconditioned on honey. We're just like kind of it's getting more into just like legit sour beer territory that has a that has a wildflower honey element. But yeah, I think we might be looking at making some more of that uh, in the very near future. But that last batch was bottled like two years ago, and I think it's still getting better. Where like it's better now than it was for sure when we packaged it. So, those beers are crazy. Like, the, the yeah. timeline that they evolve on is just still, like, kind of blows my mind sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Sunfish is a good one. We had a wood thrush over the weekend. Always a feel-good hit of Little Fish. Okay, so were you, uh, where were you at when you had that? Uh, in my basement bar. Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basement bar. I need one of those. Yeah. Pat and I are in our own bubble up here in Clintonville. I had company. Nice. 
Yeah, my basement, it's not really, you wouldn't want to put a bar down there. It's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, you're asking what's going on up here at Land Grant. I think what's going on down at Little Fish, because you guys uh, got a little expansion moving towards Dayton. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I could talk about that. Um, yeah, you know, it, I, I think on a sort of uh, touchy-feely level um, that this last year, has been, you know, a bit of a bummer for everyone. Um, just seeing, you know, like the tap rooms, you know, not having as much business and not, not literally not being able to brew as much beer and feeling like it's your slowest month of the year for like, um, well, I mean, geez, we were coming out of winter when COVID hit. So it's like, it's like your slowest month of the year for like 14 months. (laughs) But, um, there, there's, um, there's some signs, you know, right now, like, the weather is improving and, um, you know, there's a different feel in the air and it seems like we're starting. I know we still have a long way to go as a country to get over COVID, but like with the vaccines and everything, it seems like we're starting to turn a corner and there's more hope, um, that we could see a more normal society pretty soon. Um, all these things are just starting to make me feel hopeful without necessarily seeing like bigger production numbers or whatever so far. But, um, anyways, uh, yeah, you were asking about Dayton. So like over the past year and even, even like before this past year, but like more specifically in this past year, we've been moving ahead with this plan to start a satellite brewery, uh, in, in, uh, we chose Dayton as the location. Um, which made sense to us because uh, Dayton is not, uh, it's not too congested with breweries yet. You know, there's still like a lot of room for, for growth. And, um, you know, as Jimmy would say, it's a underserved market. Um, and then, uh, you know, also like the, the real estate prices are a little more reasonable than you might find in Columbus. Um, we were look, checking about, it seems like to be about, you know, about two thirds of the rate of Columbus for like a typical lease. So for both of those reasons, we were thinking, you know, Dayton seemed pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I, I still have a lot to learn about Dayton as a city. So that's going to be like definitely like a learning opportunity for me. But Jimmy's been um, doing the beer sales and delivery there for like, you know, the last five years. So he really likes it. So anyways, uh, he, he found this building um, after we had, you know, looked at a few. But he found this one that's uh, really cool. It's... Um, it's an old industrial building. It's like, it was called Mid- Midwest Tools and it's like a long shotgun of a building. It's like 128 feet long by uh, about only 18 feet wide inside. Oh, so, um, it was a, uh, some sort of, uh, tool manufacturer or distributor and, um, both sides of the building, uh, the long sides have these, um, roll up doors all the way up and down them and um, trains would pull up to the side of them um, back when it was a functioning building and load or unload. Um, I definitely, I still need to figure out some of the history of exactly what was going on in this building, but it's a sweet building. It's brick. Um, It's got a lot of character to it and we're going to turn it into, it's going to be mostly a satellite tap room with a full service restaurant. Um, but we will also have some, um, fermentation space only. It will have, um, I've got this, uh, sort of like mini fooders, um, uh, plan going on where we'll have like, 
uh, nine 4.2 barrel mini fooders uh, made from converted punchins. And then we'll just have like one stainless steel tank. So we'll be doing sour beer only, fermentation only, um, beer production. And uh, we're just like, we're, uh, it's, I'm really excited about this place. Like the way it's going to like look inside and um, feel. It's going to be a little more upscale than standard Little Fish, uh, a little less of a industrial brewery building with a taproom in it and a little more of like a metropolitan, like chic bar restaurant with a very small like classy looking oak fermentation brewery in it so yeah i'm pretty stoked uh sounds awesome man cool i'm stoked yeah and things are just getting more real like you know we put down a down payment on a tank today and we signed the lease last week and you know we're so there's still a lot to do there's still a lot to do we probably won't be looking at um opening in the summer but maybe late summer early fall or mid fall you know how things go <laughs> yeah. yeah it's bad to uh you don't want to promise um when you're going to be open oh yeah all right so i heard another beer crack while you're talking sean and i think i was on walt's end walt sure we're was. at 5.8 percent i don't think you ever mentioned what your crushability was dan didn't trick you into a two did he no i think i'll, I'll just i'll go to six why not Sun shining through my window, blinding oh, yeah. me in a good way. I'm going. I'm. I'll go six. Bang! Five and On a half this, crusher uh, this week. Fall, spring day. Yeah, yeah. Did I see um, you guys are releasing a uh, like a Twin Peaks themed beer? Like oh yeah, today <laughs> or yesterday? Yeah, that was just a little thing, but um, <laughs> I I really like Twin Peaks. Uh, I'm not the only one, but. Um, you know, we had just done, I, oh, I, I always wanted to do this beer called every day, give yourself a present. And it was just a yeah. Twin Peaks reference. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like this, yeah, it's like this classic line with like the two main characters in, um, in Twin Peaks. It's, um, it's agent Cooper and, uh, Sheriff Truman. And <laughs> like, I'm just going to do it here. It's like, uh, they're in the diner and they're, you know, uh, or about to order some coffee and uh, Agent Cooper is like, let me let you in on a little secret, Harry. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan <laughs> it. He's like, oh, don't plan it. Don't think about it. Just let it happen. He's like, whether it's a new shirt at a men's store or a cat nap at your desk or just like we have here, two hot, fresh cups of black coffee. And that's, that's basically it, but it's just like, there you go. I love it because it's, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's silly as hell, like, like most of the show is, but, um, like there's like a real, um, lesson about self care in that, I think. And, um, just like taking time to like make yourself feel good every day a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a special moment in the show. Cause like those two characters are like, bonding they're sort of becoming bffs or whatever it's pretty cute yeah as someone with a twin peaks tattoo i saw it and, and really appreciated it <laughs> oh yeah thanks a lot yeah what's your what's your twin peaks tattoo i mean i have to ask i've just got like the the, the mountain outline of the uh, like the black lodge like the, the like cryptogram of the the two mountains come together 
Oh man, nice. I'm gonna have to check that out next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can have uh, a beer together in person someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, so uh, yesterday, two twenty four was Twin Peaks Day, so um, we we put out this beer um, just in bottles. Um, it was uh, like an imperial milk stout, uh, bourbon barrel age, and it had coffee and vanilla. Um, so that was just the the tie in was the coffee. Um, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I spent some time watching the first couple episodes of Twin Peaks and it just kind of never gets old, man. That show's great. Yeah. That's a great it show. Is, yeah. So you guys coming up on what, would it be five years or six years? Uh, well, our five year was during, um, was during the pandemic. It was in the summer. So, okay. That was a underwhelming celebration, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Time time flies like crazy, um, and um, yeah, it's been a it's been a good five years. Um, I think uh, this this next one or two, I'm expecting to be sort of like the second chapter, you know, with this, with this new satellite, I think things will really pick up, um, quite substantially for business and for just how well we're known over the state. Hopefully, I mean, we're kind of a bit isolated here in Athens. Um, and, uh, just to, just to have access to, um, like a metropolitan market and to just see like loads more people, uh, is, is going to be great. You know, like every time I post about Dayton, we get like an insane amount of like likes on that on that post. So that means people are excited, mm-hmm. but it also means just like wow, there's a lot more people in Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, I'm excited for you guys. Heck yeah! Thanks, thanks a lot. Do you guys do down in Athens delivery or anything like that? Um, as far as like um personally like delivering beer from the tap room. Yeah. Um, we don't, uh, we don't hand deliver beer throughout Athens. Um, cause Athens is f- fairly rural. So if yeah. we were to, it, it hasn't really hit a tipping point where we feel like we could, you know, pay for that labor, um, you know, to right. have someone delivering, but, um, you know, we do ship across Ohio. So, um, if you go to littlefishbrewing.com forward slash shop forward slash all of our bottled beers and uh, many of our uh, draft options are available in crawlers, uh, sanitary fill and uh, CO2 purged crawlers. So pretty much just a giant can with a extended mm-hmm. shelf life compared to like a normal crawler fill. So there you go. Yeah. So go, if you're listening, order some little fish beer, get delivered by the, Find folks at UPS or FedEx, and then if you live in the Athens area, you probably already know. But go to Little Fish and pick up some beer. Beer is available from Landgraf, from our website for local delivery or delivery through the mail for sure. And you can find Field to Fjord uh, at craft beer retailers throughout Central Ohio. And I believe we sent some down to you guys, right, for your tap room. I was going to mention that as well, but um, I'm not exactly sure when it will get there, but really, really soon we'll have it for sale by the six pack in the tap room or um, individual cans to drink at the tap room. Right on. Sean, thanks so much for joining us this week. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for inviting me and for collabing. It was really fun. 
always great to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on. Definitely. Well, we'll hopefully uh, see each other in person before too long and uh, crush some of these in some warmer weather. Yeah, I hope so. Sounds good. Have a wonderful day, guys. Good talking to you. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it. Don't wait for it. Just let it happen. Could be a new shirt at the men's store, a catnap in your office chair, or two cups of good, hot, black coffee. Like this. A present. Like Christmas. Nothing like a great cup of black coffee.